day one of NFL free agency is behind us. Um, a whole lot happened, uh, and man, there's still so much left to be done. James Conner, Zach Ertz here, myriad other former Cardinals, no longer Cardinals. Alex says you both rock. Locked on Cardinals. We're here to break it down for you. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. officially upon us Alex Clancy Bo Brock locked on Cardinals follow him at Bob Brack follow me at Clancy's corner follow the podcast at locked on AZ cards please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well thank you for making locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day free and available on all platforms familiar faces stay familiar faces leave for a whole lot of cheese three of them we'll talk about those and listen this is going to be fluid until the draft after the draft, etc. Um, I feel like Steve Kime hasn't done a whole lot yet. He's run unopposed for the two players he has re-signed, and I don't think that he should have come close to offering the numbers that the other three players we're going to be talking about uh, got elsewhere. But so so let's kick it off quick. We we both did uh, we did a locked on now. You did one for Zach Ertz. We both did one for James Conner over the last two days. All in all, you said on the Friday podcast that they need to re-sign Zach Ertz. I mm. said on the podcast that they need to re-sign James Conner. They both have been re-signed by the Cardinals. Three-year deals. We know that it gets a little silly after the second year where the guaranteed mm. money kind of dries up. But all in all, the stability from two of the more, you know, um, two guys that had really good offensive output last year are going to be back in the desert. What does this mean for Kyler Murray and this offense for not only this year coming up, but the year after where both guys will still be under contract. Yeah, there's some offensive continuity because there was a little bit of an unknown as far as who was locked in for the next season. You knew about DeAndre Hopkins, but other than that, as far as skill positions, the Arizona Cardinals, they were going to roll the dice. And luckily, Steve Kime didn't let it get that far. He decided not to franchise tag any of these guys. And the reason why was because the guaranteed dollars over a couple years was going to be more guaranteed money than just that one year. So a little financial stability for Dak Ertz and and James Conner, but yeah, they're bringing back the most productive guys that could potentially hit the market, and that's just a simple formula. You just bring back the guys that, in in, in approving years for both Zach Hertz and James Conner, proved it, and you know what their ceiling is or what their what their production can be. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, as far as running it back, I understand you know giving those guys the contracts that they got that there's risk there, but you also know that there's a little bit of you know, you, you kind of see what the ceiling is. They're not rolling the dice. It's not Jacksonville going out there and rolling the dice that Christian Kirk can improve or Miami rolling the dice that Chase Edmonds can improve. These are proven commodities. And uh, I think that the Arizona Cardinals get some offensive stability. Now, you know, they can build around these pieces. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think there are really downsides. I thought the sticker price for Zachary seemed a little high, um, 10 mil a year. And I know that, well, that's the going rate. David Njoku got franchise tag. This guy, franchise tag and a full contract year to year is completely different. Okay, number one. Number two, 
Both of these guys have had injury concerns in their past, obviously. Zach Ertz, he was utilized as the really only wide receiver option for a good portion of the time that he was in Philly. Okay, a lot of routes run, a lot of, lot, lot of tread on those tires. James Conner, I use it constantly. He was Arian Fostered in Pittsburgh. 30-plus carries, 35 carries. Any running back, not named Derrick Henry up until this last season, can withstand that and not have some injuries, okay? What they paid for are guys that you know will add zero drama, want to be here, mm-hmm. and perform last year. Those are the three things that you're looking for. I'm not comparing Zach Ertz's production last year from all of the years of futility from the tight end position. I think that's a fool's errand. Just because the Cardinals have been bad in some positions doesn't mean it's like, ooh, this is the first one. Let's give him all the money. That's never a reason to pay a player, ever. But the fact that he performed last year, we'll see what happens on a full scale with DeAndre Hopkins hopefully back and healthy for the whole year and whoever the wide receiver two they bring in, the fruits of Zach Ertz's labor probably haven't even been found yet in totality. Sure. You know, you could see him a thousand yard, 10 touchdown for the next two seasons. I mean, he's not old. We saw the 45 yard touchdown catch a run across the middle. He's got plenty of giddy up left. And even if he doesn't inside the 10 yard line, he's going to be an invaluable piece to this red zone offense. I mean, when you look at the position as, as far as tight end, there is a precedent for guys playing at a, pretty high level into their 30s sure you can say maybe that's the exception but not really i mean antonio gates and and tony gonzalez played at a very high level for a long time and the arizona cardinals are just asking for maybe two more years from zach Ertz before he says goodbye to the nfl as a whole uh you know i i just think what's the most important thing as far as the nfl goes or just playing football it's scoring touchdowns and i think the arizona cardinals they brought back as far as scoring tds 18 total from james connor three from Zach Ertz as an Arizona Cardinal, and then you get the return of DeAndre Hopkins from his knee injury. He had eight total touchdowns. I mean, you're approaching 30 there from that trio. That's what you want to have in place. And, like, people are like, well, you know, the status quo, we know what the status quo gets you, but now you have to – this is where Steve Kime needs to earn his paycheck and adding around these guys. Like you said, this was the layup. This was the layup. This was the easy thing. And I think what they did is they found a relatively team-friendly deal for both of these guys. When you look at the funny money that's being thrown around, and we'll get into Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Will Disley just signed a three-year $24 yeah. million contract at the tight end position for the Seattle Seahawks. So would you rather have that or would you rather have Zach Ertz? I think the, the answer is pretty simple as far as that goes. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, are in good position to really improve their roster. Look, if it's just Zach Ertz and James Conner for the rest of the offseason, yeah, Steve Kime gets failing grades. But if it's Zach Ertz, James Conner, and then adding guys uh, to the outside of the wide receiver core or uh, another running back, it's looking pretty good. You're, you're, you're cooking with grease. Yep. Alex Nancy Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Uh, coming up next, there are three that got away. And there's like good, better, good, better, best as to letting them walk and not having them come back, Bo alluded to one of them. We'll talk about the other two next. BetOnline.net, dude, college basketball's tournament finally upon us, okay? March Madness, what is it, Thursday? It's time. BetOnline.net's got you all things covered. Go to the website or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action today. Like, that, you don't need to go anywhere else. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Let's just 
Because you, you said a couple interesting things there. Bill Brock at Bob Brock. Uh, follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Uh, thank you to everybody who hangs out with us. You know, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so, right. Steve Kime has done what, you know, uh, the degree of difficulty, the limbo is pretty much him walking under the limbo stick. Okay, it wasn't low. He didn't have to bend over. It was just him walking through a, thr- a you know through a door jam, because both players said they wanted to come back. Both of these players hadn't performed well enough recently enough to garner a huge sticker price, uh, it, it, you know, in the open market. So it's not like they had to pay an extra four or five million dollars per year to keep either of these players. James Conner's number seems high to some people. I think that's ridiculous because I mean. He's a running back and a wide receiver. I mean, he's he does both. And I feel like a combo guy, if if they bring in somebody to take 40% of the load, I think it's a home run. I, th- I think it's an absolute home run. This isn't a David Johnson thing, okay? James Conner, through the first year, in my opinion, showed that he wanted to be here more than David Johnson did his whole time here. David Johnson had one and a half good seasons, then got $30 million. Okay, this is not that. And then with Zach Ertz, I mean, it's just it's just stability from position. Set it and forget it. And the Cardinals need as many set it and forget it positions as they as they can get. Do you have anything else to say before we move on no, to the yeah, ones I, that got away? No, I mean, I think it was easy. And if you look at every, anybody who follows the Cardinals, covers the Cardinals, it, they were either they were jockeying between who was the priority, Ertz or Connor. You got both of them. Uh, it, 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 it came, when it came down to it, you had to make a choice between Connor and Chase Edmonds. That was the right decision. Uh, and then now you look at uh, Christian Kirk, and the, the money just wasn't going to be right for the Arizona Cardinals. He kind of priced himself out of coming back to the desert, like good for Christian Kirk. But, you know, the Arizona Cardinals could not match the number when you had these teams like Jacksonville who have this, this incredible amount of cap space, and their priority is building around Trevor Lawrence and they were able to overspend by a significant amount on what the market value was going to be for Christian Kirk. Fortunately, priced out for the Arizona Cardinals, and it's just like, okay, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of give your blessing at this point. It's like a great, you had solid four seasons. I wouldn't say great, solid four seasons in the desert, and now Jacksonville's willing to kind of back up the Brinks truck and overpay to bring you in for maybe some consistency out of their wide receivers. But the Arizona Cardinals, they couldn't play in that sandbox uh, with what was going to be commanded from Christian Kirk or even Shane Sedmans. I mean, th- that's that's such a position. Right? We'll get more into it. But I, I think Christian Kirk, it's just – it's it was it, – the Arizona Cardinals probably realistically were never in the at the negotiation table with him. Right. No, I agreed. Um and I don't think they should have been. It obviously isn't work. It, it didn't work. And that's not to say the Christian Kirk, I think he could be a fringe pro bowler. I don't know, Jacksonville, let's do this. Good, better, best. Good that the Cardinals did not bring this guy back. Better, even better the Cardinals didn't bring this guy back. And sweet mother, thank the everything that they didn't bring this guy back. The good is Chase Edmonds. Now, this is kind of one that's, that's a little tougher to gauge because of how well James Conner played when Chase Edmonds was out last year. Obviously, Chase Edmonds is a great fit for this Arizona Cardinals offense, okay? But giving him what what the Dolphins gave him, which was two-year, 12.6 mil, 6.1 guaranteed, obviously, that's more team-friendly. I know how Mm -hmm. to do math. But what we've seen so far through Chase Edmonds' tenure is he can't be a lead back. He like it. Kant is very absolute, and that's unfair to him. But 
his health factors, he can't touch the ball 25 times a game without getting injured within the first within the first handful of games. We saw it twice last year. Now, that's not to say he can't have a great Jarek McKinnon-y role. I kind of see him like that more than a Chris Thompson because Jarek McKinnon can tote the rock also. We saw that with Kansas City down the stretch of the 2021 season into the playoffs. I hope he thrives because he is a great NFL player. Like he is a great NFL player. He's going to be on rosters for a long time. I just don't think, even though he has the relationship with Kyler Murray, that it was going to be a good fit for the long run. I think that James Conner was the right choice here. Yeah, it's it's with with Jay, with Chase Edmonds. I think as far as the evolution and, and maturation development of Tua, he's a great fit for him. I mean, he's going to be an awesome safety release for him out of the backfield, and kind of sim- similar to the rapport that we saw with him and Kyler Murray. Good, good on Miami. And enjoy yourself in South Beach. You got enough money there to do it, Chase Edmonds. But you know, with the Arizona Cardinals now, they have they have to figure out what's next for them as far as his role, because it's more so than just a third down receiving back. Like they like James Conner is not fast enough to run this this run scheme that that Cliff Kingsbury deploys. They're gonna have to find somebody with speed to get to the edge. Uh, to move this offense between the 20s because we know where James Conner earned his paycheck, and that's as a goal line, short yardage guy. Sure, he can do a lot as far as catching the football out of the backfield on screen plays, but you need a guy that's similar to Chase Edmonds. I don't know if there is a guy available on the on the free agent market. It's not like a, it's more than a Tariq Cohen. It's more than a James White. And I think it's more than a James than a McKinnon guy. I think it, that you're probably going to have to dip into the NFL draft to find the successor for Chase Edmonds' role in this offense. Young, fresh legs uh, that can be a three-down potential back, but also have that next gear to, to be that receiver out of the backfield. Which would be super fun. I mean, that's where, like for us, selfishly, drafting a running back and having James Conner would be ideal, especially for, for Michael Bidwell's pocketbook and the um, and the salary cap. Now, it's interesting it, you bring up like – yeah. As much as we crush Steve Kime, he actually knows how to scout the running back position. So does most of the NFL. Like it's kind of an easy, like very rarely people miss like Trent Richardson's and all that stuff. But like yeah. on Chase Edmonds, he had a solid four-year career for the Cardinals. He hit on David Johnson for a couple seasons. He was able to scout James Conner coming off of at a, at a Pittsburgh. Like he's had some success kind of scouting the position of running back. So you should be pretty confident that he might be able to find – I got to fit that role. Yeah, for sure. And, and I and I think that, and we saw it most recently with Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette, two guys did not catch footballs in college. It was all run the rock. That is over. So these guys that come out are already, you know, wide receiver lights out of the backfield. So it's a little bit easier to scout. You're, you're, you're able to see the full skill set. We saw it with Najee Harris. I mean, it's like immediate. Because Alabama running backs would never, that, that was never Alabama. They were never throwing the ball to the running back until, you know, the last five or seven years. So uh, we're starting to see the, the the progression of that. But yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I find that if you can, and, and we'll move on here to the, to the second one. Um, I, I find that if you can find a guy like, like a Tariq Cohen, a guy that's predominantly a second and long or third down back to compliment James Conner, who can touch the ball seven or eight times a game, to, to you know, take off some of the way from James Conner, I feel like you have just a little bit of a, like a separation where there's no muddiness. It's like, oh, this type of play is going to be this back. This type of play is going to be this back. And I feel like moving forward, that's going to benefit the Cardinals. We'll see. There's one thing that actually just happened as we're recording this podcast. Cole McCoy just re-signed with the Cardinals. Two-year, $7.5 million with $6 million guaranteed. Third home run, third layup. 
This is exactly what the Cardinals need for stability. It's not because you're expecting Kyler Murray to get hurt. You're not expecting Colt McCoy to go two and one, even though the one loss that everybody forgets when everybody wants to trade Kyler was an absolute drubbing by the Carolina Panthers at home. Like, I don't understand why people just have selective memory about that. But, Bo, like, as this is happening, this is home run, right? Low money. Colt McCoy gets paid. He gets a golf a lot. He gets to live in the desert. He gets to wear number, you know, he, he gets to wear number 12 for the Cardinals. I think he's number 12. And yeah. this is another box checked. Yeah. It, it's look, it, there, there's a very select few fans that they're calling for Colt McCoy to be the starting quarterback of this team. And they're insane. They should be living in padded rooms, but he plays his role perfectly. Like he is the quintessential backup and the perfect guy for Kyler Murray. Uh, zero threat as far as taking a starting position, but when he's called upon, he can do exactly what they need, and that's move this offense. He did it two out of the three games he started last season. Perfect fit for the Cardinals. Glad they didn't let him leave the building. Yeah, you know, and this is just another adult in the room for people that don't think that Cliff Kingsbury is equipped to do what he should be doing, like me. Cole McCoy is a guy that – Cole McCoy is going to be fantastic, just another earpiece for Kyler. Another uh, – just another – veteran dude who you're right there's no excuse and for all the colt mccoy truthers out there you still got a shot all right so moving forward here um with the segment before the nfl um kind of ruined uh kind of ruined this for us hassan reddick uh another guy that we knew was going to get a lot of cheese got a whole lot of cheese he goes back to philadelphia three or 45 mil with 30 million guaranteed this is the most recent, damn it. You know, I mean, and and who who knows? Who knows if he didn't go to Carolina that this would have happened? He goes back to Philly, goes back home where he played at Temple, etc. Who knows if this would have happened? That defense is very good. It was very balanced. And I don't know if, okay, if, if you would have told me that he would have replicated and expounded upon his last year with the Cardinals, the next year, I would have said, I don't think so. Just yeah. from what we saw the first handful of years, obviously he was playing at the wrong position, and now we see him spreading his wings, and the dude seems to be an absolute mauler and absolutely seems deserving of this 30 mil guaranteed. This is the better of the good, better, best, because the Cardinals at this point, they can't pay him. They could have if they kept him, but they can't now. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, and, and you gotta wonder. I mean, when you look at the reports, the thirty million guaranteed, and, and where the Arizona Cardinals were willing to go as far as a year yearly salary for a guy like Son Reddick, who I think would have been an upgrade, a younger upgrade at the pass rush position if they're gonna let Chandler Jones walk, a guy who hasn't uh, there hasn't been any real reports as we record this podcast on. But you know, you gotta wonder if if there's even playing field, even last year. Uh, between Hassan Reddick, who the Arizona Cardinals declined his fifth-year option on, even though they gave him an opportunity in a, in a pass rush role to kind of prove himself, and he did, you know, if, if it seemed like he had a couple other sentimental value uh, hometown discounts that he was willing to give over the Arizona Cardinals, the team that drafted him. One going and playing for his college coach, Matt Rule, on the East Coast, closer to his hometown in Jersey. Uh, he, and then he goes to Philly, which is like 13 minutes from where he grew up. I don't know if they if if the money's even if he even chooses the Cardinals over either of those two teams in the perfect scenario. But you know, I'm glad the Arizona Cardinals are sniffing in the right direction as far as where their needs are. They looked at us on Reddick. Now they look at their hopefully plan B, C's and D's. Yeah, you know, and 
just feel like the Cardinals are a farm team for other players going and like it's confirmation bias is a real thing. If you haven't taken ethics, if you haven't learned about the fallacies, confirmation bias is a real thing. It's, Oh, I only, I always, whenever I get my car washed, it rains. You only remember when it rains after you get your car washed, because that confirms your bias about it. Um, look it up. True story. I do bring the brains of this organization locked on Cardinals. Now there are just in the state of Arizona, it's the diamondbacks. Hey, Goldie, go get your... Oh, you know what? We love you. Go do whatever you want. We're not going to pay you here. Uh, J.D. Martinez. Oh, go do whatever you want. Good for you. Good luck. Good for him. That's kind of like... It's not that... It, it's potent with the Diamondbacks, it seems. But with the Cardinals, Calais, most recently, that was a that was a miss. That wasn't an oversight. That was a... no Nobody saw that he had that much left, which I think right. is fair. And I think that Steve Kime letting him walk, that's not... You know, a, a blip on on his um on his report card. Hassan Reddick, this was an institutional failure. Like this was a, a mistake from when they drafted him mm-hmm. through when they when they declined his fourth year op- his fifth year option, which they were supposed to do because he didn't deserve it. And then this is where we are. I feel like three defensive coordinators in three years, three different systems, and out of fourth for his last year in college. That was a detriment to his growth instead of just letting him fly like Carolina did and like the Cardinals in the last year. I do blame the Cardinals for not being able to have him wear Arizona Cardinals red on Sundays moving forward. I mean, is that unfair? No, it was a dysfunctional relationship. It just unfortunately was. And it was, you know, some factors that they could control and some they couldn't. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, I think at the end of the day is when they look back on that relationship, I'm sure, like overall. I mean, it was a it was a disastrous period for the organization, and they would have done a ton of things differently. Uh, but you know, it goes back to the BA years. So, like, it, it's not like they didn't have a, a solid head coach at the time. Like, they misused him under the BA era, uh, and then the Wilkes era, and then in the Cliff era, and then finally got it right in the second year of Cliff. But you know, they they had to pay the price. And you know, as far as that goes, you're missing out on a great player. But it, it's not going to sink your 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 franchise and where you're trying to go. Uh, but it's it's unfortunate. And like for every example, it's like the Arizona Cardinals also did. Like let's keep in mind they had the prime years of Patrick Peterson. They had the prime years of Larry Fitzgerald. They had the prime years of uh, of of Chandler Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going to have the prime years potentially of uh, of uh, of a lot of other Buda Baker. I mean, they have paid players before. It's just unfortunately when you you can't pay everybody, and and they didn't, and and he he's going to probably be one of those ones that's going to be that's really going to make you grit your teeth. And, and I like, yeah, um, because if like in a perfect world, if they were to have known what he did last year or two years ago would have been replicated last year, they would have paid him last year. They wouldn't let him walk. Yeah. You know, it, it, so it probably would have been worth a little bit less than what he got now. So he's going to get thirty nine million or thirty eight million from last year through the entirety of this contract guaranteed he's getting his bag and he deserves it. And we'll see what that Philly defense looks like with him in the middle of it, ravaging quarterbacks in the backfield. We're going to save the last one for last. We're going to save the best of all for last. We're going to do that next segment. I mean, this contract makes Corey Davis's contract look like it was a minimum deal. We thought that the comp was going to be the Corey Davis to the Jets contract. And Corey Davis was a fantasy darling the second half of the NFL season last year. What Christian Kirk got, if you haven't seen it yet, if you've been under a rock, sweet lot of cheese. 
That's pretty much what it is. We'll talk about that next. Bo Brock, Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to keep everything in stock, man. That's why they got to upcharge 30, 40, 50, 60% at times. And you know what? Sometimes your parts you need aren't even there. You know who has the parts you need? Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. 20 whole smackarama ding-dongs. And the reason why is because they have everything in stock. They're not going to upcharge you. They treat you like a normal person, Not you know, even though you're not a manufacturer. You're just a dude or a lady who needs you know new, new tires or carpet or tail lamps or whatever. Their prices are reliably low. It's super easy. <clears throat> you go to the search box. You type what you want, paint, and you choose your make and model and the color. And boom, it's delivered to you in the next handful of days. So you don't have to leave. You can do it in your you know pajamas. So go to rockauto.com. Um, again, prices are reliably low. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you when you go. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Christian Kirk got so much money. <laughs> Alex Lindsay Bullrock locked on Cardinals. He got so much cheese. That's the tweet, right? That's the tweet. He got so much money. That's all you he have got, to say. He got so many cheeses. Follow mm -hmm. him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. I mean, Chase Edmonds got 6.1 over two years. Mm -hmm. Hassan Reddick got 30 over three, which seems about right. I'm surprised Chase Edmonds didn't get a little bit more from his performance. I mean, that offense, they have so many running backs. I mean, it's like a, it, it's a revolving door of running backs there. Um, in Miami, the Christian Kirk, he's going to be under that uh, San Francisco 49ers runs. Like, that's kind of intriguing to think about. Chase yeah. Yeah. If he, and it, it, the, saying that he gets injured doesn't mean he can't take hits, you know, and he does. And, and he's, listen, he's smaller in stature. He's still 205. How much does he weigh? He weighs as much, what do you say, Dalvin Cook and somebody else? Like yeah. he's sneaky, girthy. But let's just hope that, you know, that system is work Because, I mean, he's a guy that's never done anything wrong. You know, you, you, root, you root for his successes elsewhere. Christian Kirk, four-year contract worth up to $84 million. So we don't know, as we're recording right now, the tweet from Adam Schefter came out an hour ago. We're recording this a little bit early to try and stay ahead of the Joneses here. That's a lot of money, okay? So when you do 84 mil... It's not going to be like 18 mils guaranteed. That's going to be like $40 million guaranteed. Well, it's a base value of 72 million. Uh, and that's that's taking you right around 18 million per season. And I know yeah. you don't you can't like some you don't know where, where that money kicks in and it, where it is as far as where it's placed in the contract. Is it this year? Is it next year? It's probably a team friendly contract this year. But when you just talk about, you know, the make what kind of money and what kind of uh, just uh, company that Christian Kirk has at making $18 million per clip. I mean, that's Tyreek Hill. That's that's Mike Evans. That's Tyler Lockett money. This is for a guy in four NFL seasons that never had a thousand yard receiving year. That's a lot of money. That's the, like, I don't care what you, if you have a capologist and you can make it hurt less, like you're still like, you're probably paying Christian Kirk. His market value was somewhere between 12 and $15 million. You're paying him. A, a starting caliber player is worth the money over that. And that, that you know, for a team like Jacksonville that, that can't sometimes do that, 
uh, it's going to hurt at some point. It's going to, you know, somebody, you, you can check the receipts on that deal and say, hey, they probably overpaid there for a guy like Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, like I mean, Evans and Kirk, it's interesting. Like, those are two of Kyler Murray's boys. And, yeah. and I think that, that prob- that's something that we're not talking about yet. I mean, as, as much as they earned their paychecks and the Cardinals couldn't pay that, like, they're going to have to replace that somehow and bringing in people he's going to No, for sure. You know, it's – I mean, we knew this was going to happen. They weren't going to bring back Christian Kirk. They weren't going to bring back Chase Evans, most likely. It was going to be one or the other, and letting James Conner go, you can't. You can't. You know, 18 touch is it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable to move on from, especially with especially the masterful work he did inside the five-yard line, where there was a huge issue with that with Kenyon Drake the year before, and Chase Edmonds, for that matter. There was nobody that could punch it in. And James Conner, even though it seems very easy to get 15 feet, was one of the best in the NFL at getting 15 feet when you needed it across the line into Pater. Uh, that's a lot of cheese. Like, that, it's just, like, it's weird, you know? So you're talking about... Uh, uh, Steve Kime liking wide receivers under six feet. Look at the Jaguars. Like, yeah. I mean, LaVisca Chenault out of, out of Colorado had a splash quarter of his rookie year. He was he was a fantasy darling. I drafted him in pretty much all of my fantasy leagues last year and didn't do very well throughout the entirety of the year. Let's put it nicely. Now, Marvin Jones, I, I don't even know if he's still there. I think he may be done. I, I'm not exactly sure if he's still on the roster or not. They don't have a whole lot of talent from the wide receiver room. And what we've learned is Christian Kirk is not a wide receiver one. Right. It's not his fault. He's just not a wide receiver one. He won't be a wide receiver one. Even though Trevor Lawrence has a cannon, so does Kyler Murray. And what he and Kyler Murray have done, it was a lot of feel. It was a lot of trust. And, you know, I don't know how long that's going to take with Trevor Lawrence. Do I think that there's a chance that Christian Kirk could amass a thousand yards next year? Sure, there's 17 games. Yeah, but that's okay, kind that's of 60 yards a game. You're like, you should expect 14 to 1,500 yeah. yards from your, from your wide receiver. It's a lot of pressure getting – I mean, so say he even gets 35 mil guaranteed, and it's the in-guarantees Todd Gurley thing and not guaranteed with a D at the end, where there's you know there's a lot a lot more wiggle room. Um, That's a lot of pressure. You know? Like, I know Florida has no state income tax, which allowed – that's even more of a bump. So I know why people want to go play in Florida, not you know, not including the weather. That's a lot of pressure for a guy that's never been a wide receiver one before. And it's interesting <laughs> that they gave him so much money. I don't think that that's a good contract. Now I've said for I've said he could, he has the ability to be a Pro Bowler as a wide receiver too. So you know, and it, it's just it, it's going to be really interesting to see. I know we're going long. There's a couple new additions. Michael Dogby just got. Resigned by the Cardinals. Dennis Gardeck is back. Um, but three year, twelve mil. Three year, twelve million. Is that right? That's what you just wrote in the chat. I mean, that's a lot of money, right? They must expect him to kind of take a step uh, forward as far as pass rushing. Yeah, he's a he's a guy that that was awesome on special teams, but you have to imagine maybe he's going to have a more as he healed a little bit from the knee injury that they're going to get him back into a pass rush role where he thrived and a very limited, uh, you know, limited opportunities in 2020. He had like less than a hundred pass rush attempts in seven and a half sacks. Uh, maybe they get back him and get after the quarterback. Um, one thing remains true that Steve Kime has done anything yet. Yeah. 
Nothing has happened except for running on a post like drafting Kyler Murray. That's one thing that while there's a bunch of big moves being made, and if you tell me that the salary cap is a reason why it's not working, stop it. Stop it. Aaron Freeman, it's a lie. You can make anything happen, okay, unless you're Devontae Adams, because seemingly what Aaron Rodgers got was all the Packers needed. They let Zadarius Smith go. Deon, uh, Devon, uh, what's his name? Devontae Adams is not going to play under the cat uh, under the tag. Be happy that DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver one for this organization because he's already said he'll restructure if need be. That is forward thinking from what's an ego driven position that DeAndre Hopkins just isn't a part of. Um, man, I don't know what's going to happen. We could be going live an hour from now. Uh, we have no idea what's going to happen. We'll keep our fingers to the pulse. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner for all the Arizona Cardinals news necessary. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. And be sure, after checking out Locked On Cardinals, make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring you the NFL Draft, all the info. They bring it to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Alex Lancey, Bo Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.